Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Banner FC podcast. This is Jake. I am joined by Josh, Ryan, and Kyle. So we're kind of at a weird... uh, We had Nations League international break stuff, uh, so we don't have a ton to talk about in regards to our respective clubs. But today, we're we're all going to go around and give kind of a quick sort of quarterly summary. The Premier League season's about a quarter of the way done, so we're all just going to give, you know, some thoughts, opinions, and kind of what we hope for our teams going forward. Uh, and then it is Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving season is upon us. It is eight, nine days away at this point. Uh, so we will be we will be doing a Thanksgiving draft, whether it be food traditions, just Thanksgiving things. You know, we we love we love doing drafts, and we love doing drafts that have nothing to do with soccer. <laughs> so a lot to look forward to there. Uh, but just kind of uh, getting into it, and I will kick it over to our Arsenal fan Josh. What, eight, seven, eight, nine matches played so far of the season. What do you think of your team? The team is a big question mark right now. It's, it's rare that this deep into the season, Premier, I think a lot of teams are like this, but they're clean four and four. They've had no draws. I think that's strange, but nice to have four wins, including a top six win on the road, which hasn't happened in a long time, and then getting destroyed by Aston Villa. But, I mean, that makes two of us in this group having their clubs lose to that squad. Yeah, Arsenal have problems. They have still kind of an average roster with a few superstars like uh, Aubameyang, but then there's guys like William and Lacazette who look like they could be on a real downward spiral right now. So really curious to see how the, the rest of the international break turns out and, and really interested to see what's going on with William because I last I heard he went off to Dubai just unannounced. And, I mean, Britain's on lockdown. You're not supposed to be traveling unless it's for work. So that's a huge question mark. And... We'll see what happens there. I think when we get to January, we'll have to have a talk about what they look to do in the transfer window and how they strengthen for the rest of the season. But right now, huge question mark and just, just looking forward to getting the games back this weekend. I have not watched a ton of Arsenal. I was surprised to see them 11th in the table, just one spot ahead of West Ham. If you had told me, if you if you had made me guess before the show, I'd definitely would have thought they were higher than that so i don't know if that's a compliment necessarily <laughs> but <laughs> but that's just kind of my my gauge on arsenal <laughs> they're 500 so it's going to be like you would think being 500 middle of the table and that's that's 11 you know two two goals behind uh man city but the, i mean it's only been eight games so it's really not that stretched i mean there's still a chance it's still more than likely chance to to push for the top four, but also they could still get relegated if they stop. Their offense looks like poo-poo lately, so we'll see. They need goals, and they don't have them, especially when Aubameyang's playing like deep left wing. Kyle, tell us about Everton's first eight matches. The, the story of the season was they came out and looked great. I think if you're a reasonable fan, this is about what you expected um, when it came to People start dropping out of the, that that first team, and you're just you're starting to end up with the team you had last year, and that's where you're you're just suffering. I think they they have a real depth problem. I think that was the main question coming in was, yeah, we went out, got big names, James, 
replaced all the midfield, but it was kind of like a what happens when those guys can't play, pick up a couple knocks, start needing some rest, and they've shown that as soon as some integral parts fall out of the starting lineup, they just don't have anything to fall back on. It's going to be interesting going forward. They should be closer to full strength now than they have been the last three or four games since the Liverpool game coming back on the international break. But the big question was, obviously, they look great when the first team's in. But once they have to fall back on guys, it's just you're falling back in old old habits where you have Siggy who just looks lost out there or an Awobi who's... He just can't produce when the top guys aren't with him. So, yeah, I mean, it's they're a big question mark right now. It's it's where do they go from here with the depth? And hopefully, like Josh said, in January, there might be some questions with the transfer window and what they have to do. We needed Kyle last week on our names because we left out Allen as a Premier League name. Just another name that doesn't fit a Brazilian. In the same vein as Fred. (laughs) Fred Allen. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you, if you're an Everton fan, I don't think you're complaining about seventh either right now. So you're still in a spot that you're, at the beginning of the year, you're probably pretty happy with. So without the meteoric rise at the beginning of the season, I don't think there's much to be disappointed in. So we'll see. All right, let's keep it in the north. Ryan, what do we feel about Liverpool after their first eight or so matches? If Liverpool can get to the end of the season with 11 healthy players, I think it would be it'd be a season one at this point. You, you can't log on to Twitter as a Liverpool fan now and not see some sort of injury or illness update. Uh, over this break, uh, the international break, Salah got COVID, which a lot of people were really on him, but he was at his brother's wedding. For, for some things, I'll, I'll kind of cut a little bit of slack. I mean, it's his brother's wedding while he's on international break. I I can live with that. It's not like he was our boy Graylish who filmed a Twitter piece to say, don't go out, then got caught drunk driving, leaving a party that night. So I'll cut a little bit of slack there. Uh, but then now Joe Gomez is done for the season, likely. Now we're just waiting for Fabinho to get back healthy, I think. Klopp has probably put Joel Matip in uh, one of those orbs and is not letting anyone near him. Uh, Shout out to Joel Matip for quitting the Cameroon national team at like age 26. That's been a huge help. But all things considered, when you get past those injuries and look forward to the rest of the season, they're in a good spot. They're one or two points off first. They're at the top of their Champions League group. Uh, Diogo Jota was, has been the bright spot for the team this season. I am still yearning for the days where Tiago will be a starter every week. But other than that, right now, it's kind of just survive and advance. Our top two center back options out. Trent's going to be out for another couple weeks. So you have to be happy with the way they've coped with a lot of these things, but the intensity of the season is really starting to show itself. Kyle talked about it. It It's crazy what a lot of these teams are losing a lot of first-team players. And then I saw the stat today. There's no international break until March from here on out. So there's a lot of games to be had between now and then. And hopefully 
all the teams can stay fit, but especially Liverpool with uh, just with how much that they've lost. But I don't know. I'm excited. I think I think it's still theirs to win, but you really hope that we can keep a big enough core to keep moving forward. Yeah, that's two sides of a, the same coin, too, where it comes to a lot of us have been like, why are we having guys travel for the international break and expose to potential COVID? But now also you don't get an international break for the guys who aren't on international duty for however many months. So they're not going to get rest. So you, you're kind of lose lose right there for a lot of guys. They, they just flat out need a break. I, I don't yeah, know right. when when that happens, but if they just took a week off, I think that would benefit every team. Bundesliga takes a Christmas. Break. Yeah, and like, they play fewer. Know. They play fewer matches. That's four fewer matches, and they also have a break for like Christmas and New Year. Like I I don't, I don't know how the Premier League can't because I, I I know Boxing Day matches are a big thing. Have everybody play on Boxing Day and then say, all right, well. You know, we'll yeah, see you guys in a couple weeks. If you're that dedicated to keeping like the the Christmas games or the Boxing Day games, like either give them the full week before that or the full week after it, like make that a big deal, and then just be like, yeah, we're giving you a week at one point. It doesn't have to be that specific week, but I still think that they. I mean, that I think that's the big discussion right now amongst a lot of English teams is that there's just no, there's no breathing time there's no space right liverpool is coming back after this international break where they had gomez go out for the rest of the season likely henderson got sent home from england camp because he's injured and robertson did not play in the last scotland match because he's injured the last two might be less serious and hopefully less serious but once they play on sunday liverpool start a I think it's a 12 or 13 day stretch where they play five games. So it, it just turns right back up right away. So it's crazy. We should also mention just kind of with injuries in general, the FA or EPL in general uh, chose not to go with five subs. I mean, that's, that is a, so that, I mean, it has to change. Like that's a solution that's been proposed. And I feel like, I mean, I know a bunch of other leagues are using it. Like, I I don't know why you don't do that. This will be a discussion for a different time, I think. But it is interesting because a lot of the managers push for those five subs, Klopp, so on. But then it's kind of interesting when you see them in matches, maybe wait to make a sub until the 70 or 75th minute. I don't know if that would change if they have five, but... A lot of times they like to wait till at least the seventieth minute. I I was gonna say that because you had you had Klopp and Guardiola both after the match talking about oh we need five subs like we we talk to each other we need five subs and they use one and two sub like neither of them even use their full three subs. Right. Uh, but you know for, from my perspective that's just five substitutions David Moyes can make once the game is already out of hand and. There, there's nothing left he can do, uh, which I guess if no one else has anything to say about Liverpool, that's as good of a transition as we'll get into West Ham. So I, I'm, I am honestly like saying this without a hint of irony. Like I am thrilled with how West Ham's first eight matches have gone. Uh, I mean, multiple times on this podcast, 
I said that the possibility of West Ham having zero points come November 1st was was very real. And I mean, when you look at the schedule they played, like not beating Newcastle that first match, it's like, yeah, like I don't I don't know how they're going to win these games. Uh, but, you know, beating the crap out of Wolves and Leicester and getting draws against Tottenham and uh, Man City, that... Yeah, two two top six draws or big six draws, couple big wins. Some some guys that have just been really great are Mikhail Antonio, Aaron Cresswell, Declan Rice, and Tomas Suchek. Uh, unfortunately, Mikhail Antonio is hurt, and his replacement, the club record signing Sebastian Allaire, is uh, a pretty big disappointment. Like, <laughs> I mean, he he. He just doesn't have it, uh, which you, this was something I was looking at. So his really good season at Frankfurt, it was him, Rebic, and Jovic. And Rebic is doing fine. He's playing well at AC Milan, but you look at Jovic and Haller at uh, Real Madrid and West Ham, like those two guys have not done anything and they sold for you know a combined well over a hundred million which hey maybe West Ham looks into getting Jovic on loan try to try to get the band back together um but yeah Haller is just not not what West Ham fans thought he would be but you know they managed a tough opening start to the schedule now they just have to like beat bad teams, uh, you know, beating Leicester and Wolves soundly, and then needing a goal after a offsides isn't called at like the very last minute and the worst penalty attempt at all time to get a win against Fulham <laughs> is not reassuring. So they just need to not play down to their competition and you know beat some of the teams. Uh, below them in the table uh, you know some of the smaller clubs below them uh, West Brom Brighton Man United clubs like that uh, <laughs> so yeah just don't Small play clubs. down to their competition yeah stay healthy uh, and do whatever you can to hold on to Declan Rice uh, I think they were probably lucky to hold on to him in the summer I know there have already been talks of Chelsea trying to trying to get him again in January. I mean, do what you can to hold on to him, but also don't fight it for so long that if it does happen, you're just stuck with a pile of cash and nothing to, like, have contingencies if he's not going to be there. Uh, because that team is very thin, and they cannot afford a lot of injuries or uh, transfers. But yeah, I mean, all things considered, like, could not have... Could not have expected it to go as well as it has for West West Ham. Out of the five, now that Everton's come down to earth a little bit, I think out of the five, West Ham's really been the most surprising of the people of the teams we follow on the podcast. So yeah, I, I was gonna say, lo- looking at the table, most surprising. Huge shout out to Southampton currently sitting in fourth. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> that some some great stuff villa at sixth but yeah i think you know we were all pretty down on west ham i know i picked them to finish 11th and that was several spots above where everybody else had them but uh, egg on our face 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, oh, go ahead. Just, just a couple thoughts that uh, just clicked in my mind to something with this season that's different than the others is how spread out all the matches are. And my heart goes out to anybody who has a team that's playing that. I don't know what it is, whether it's a 2.30 or a 3.15 on Sunday. It's like, I, I know they're doing that for the British crowd and TV viewers. Yeah. But I know they get so many American viewers and the TV deals are huge here. Like, you are 1 billion percent not getting any of those. You're getting such a small group of those people to watch those instead of NFL or NFL Red Zone. It, it, it's in the witching hour. The game is during the witching hour. That Yeah, there have been times where I see tweets at like, five like five and it's just like what are they talking and you look and it's like oh there's a premier league match on right now (laughs) like just so weird those are peacock games too usually which makes them double sucky yeah just the yeah that was that was the arsenal aston villa game that was that was a fun one and yeah heart goes out to anyone who has to watch their team lose at 2 30 on on sunday afternoon yeah, normally, normally it's me watching Everton and the Broncos lose at the same time. So. <laughs> well, that that Villa Arsenal game was smack dab right after the uh, Colts lost to the Ravens. I think it was it, it was during it. So yeah, the, yeah. The Arsenal lo- lost as like the fourth quarter started and the Colts <laughs> proceeded to not score a single point. So I was like, I watched. And I missed the beginning of the the Colts game. I was like, oh man, I watched two games where I didn't see my team do anything positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's a tough one so are are we ready to uh talk thanksgiving strap me in let's, let's go. go all right so this is a thanksgiving things draft it does not have to be uh it's not you know there are no restrictions on what it can be just a thanksgiving thing five aside right yes five aside we're each we're each picking five so yeah, I guess uh, let's get into it. Who who wants to start? Well, hey, let's let's go in order of where where our teams sit eight matches in. So so Ryan, go ahead and go first, and then we'll we'll, we'll do a we'll do a snake. So I'm looking at the standing, so I I know the order. <laughs> okay, so so choose wisely because it's not coming back to you for a while. I know Th- this will be tough because I have some basic ones on here that I think will get taken, but I'm just going to go with one that happens, I think, every year. So I think Thanksgiving is one of the slowest starting holidays. Like when you get to whatever house you're at, there's a real time where you have to break the ice for a bit because it's usually some more extended family than the people you see all the time. So with my pick, I am going with white wine and watching the one guy in your fantasy team who plays for the lions i feel like everyone has marvin jones jr (laughs) it's just a very classic time when you show up to your aunt or uncle's house or significant other's house and they're just you know a good group of people but it might be like your cousin's boyfriend or your significant other's uncle or something and you just have not a lot to say to that person but you've got your glass of white wine at like 12:45, and they're like 
the the Detroit Lions are already down 14 points, and they just ask you, so you got any of these guys on your fantasy team? That that exact moment, I think, has happened 100,000 <laughs> times. So I'm taking that as my number one pick. Yeah. No, everyone lives that some version of that scenario. And it's, I don't know if I put that in my top things, but it, it's definitely a faithful part of your Thanksgiving. So definitely a, a steady midfielder. For yes. Mm-hmm. For Thanksgiving I, five aside. Five aside. It is not my favorite thing, but it's like a surefire thing. My my thing my list is definitely a mix of top favorite or just things that happen every single Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'll I I totally know where you're coming from with that. I'm I'm just gonna say that is a that is a Ravens or Raiders drafting Darius Hayward Bay with like the eighth <laughs> pick. My guess, my guess is you probably could have gotten that one later, uh, but I I admire your conviction and I I fully support it because I have totally been there, and I, I'll just add that I feel like that is I don't know how your guys's family Thanksgivings work, but I feel like that is a situation I'm in way more when I'm. Uh, kind of a kind of an away game you're like at a significant other's house i I feel like that that's very much a thing that happens when you're maybe not as comfortable with everyone there as opposed to just like with your family right yeah for sure all right we're going on to kyle i'm i'm not gonna pull a uh a wild card this early on like ryan i'm gonna go pretty classic is a a thought an idea and that is the nap after dinner yeah i think i mean i mean it's just it it it, it would be a, an absolute travesty if it didn't go top three so yeah, I, that was, I will that was on my big board i will i will bite that bullet i mean it's it's definitely on the top five naps you'll ever take it's the nap after dinner As, according to everybody it's because of the chemicals in turkey i just think it's because i ate 40 pounds of food but to each their own think what you will I don't think I need the extra help from the turkey because I'm taking a nap no matter what. So, I think maybe right after Thanksgiving dinner is when the least is expected of you as a human being, and For that's sure. it. It's a great oh, yeah. Zen moment. Like you're expected. That, to that's nap. why it's so. That's why it's so comforting. Right. It's I, just like you can you can rest on your laurels of being like the I. There's nothing I have to do right now. I I said that earlier too. Colleen and she was like uh doing the dishes and I was like well guess I don't really have to do that. <laughs> I think that oh. I think that's also a division between some families who are like nice dinner nice plates family and families and hey we're just gonna <laughs> eat a lot let's put it on paper plates <laughs> yes I'm the latter for trash I'm bags Thanksgiving <laughs> it's like da- dad takes out the trash bag and then everyone's good to do their own thing this is the third house we've been at today. We don't need to use real plates. Mm-hmm. All right, Josh, we're on to you. Mine might not be everyone's favorite, and it might get confused with its its cousin, but it's a steady, it's the spine of my Thanksgiving five-a-side, and it's a personal favorite, so I'm picking it. But that is the second meal of the day, when after you have the first big meal, you have your nap, you get a little bit of space and maybe you have a couple beers, you have a nice burp, and then you're like, oh, I'm ready to go. 
and that's when that's the first round of leftovers which i'm sure will make it on this list that's the cousin but i'm not taking leftovers i'm taking that day of second meal you know maybe you got some some nice bread you get that reheated and you, you make like a frankenstein of your earlier meal you get a little wild with it and and to me that's always awesome because also hand up the first meal i go big but i don't go that big because i'm like you know we yes. eat at like noon or one yeah like, well but then the next one you're like it's like eight o'clock all bets are off here let's go for it and then and then after that the desserts too because you're like well it's the end of the day might as well go for it and and the drinking's a little bit heavier as well so yes. all yeah that, everything that's, about that that's a great to say you, you sometimes you walk out with that second plate and half your family's already moved on to dessert and you're like you guys are just not living right <laughs> we're, I, well, we're in secondary well that, that is a great point that josh made about i feel like i you know i i always tend to maybe overcompensate for not eating too much early on so i feel like i i'm one that on thanksgiving like with the main meal maybe don't eat nearly as much as I think I do. But then, you know, once the once the fringe people kind of start heading out, going to other family things, and it's like the core people that you, you know really well, you know, all bets are off. You're going in, going in with your hand and just not even bothering with plates and utensils and just start pounding food. Yeah. And I, I don't know about you guys, sometimes my family – there's some weird non-traditional foods that make an appearance at the no. second meal. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I was some some things so, may be brought up late, later this draft. All right. We're, we're, there you go. That that you, factor, you up that cousin. factors into the second meal part. Yes, yeah, so you brought up the cousin of the leftovers, but I'm I've got one that's another distant relative to this, so I'm I'm hoping All right. hoping it sticks around. So so I get I get two picks here. Um, you know, I don't I I this is going to be boring and I know it's going to be boring, but for my first two picks, give me mashed potatoes and give me turkey. That I mean, that's that I I just drafted an offensive guard and an offensive tackle with the fourth and fifth picks of the draft, but you, I mean you, drafted you got ste- you drafted the steadiest offensive guard and the most injured left tackle. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I and you I have your, you have your center back pairing right. There. I know, yeah, like that's I know I know there are turkey can sometimes get a bad rap, like yeah, like it can be dry at times. Uh, it has, like Josh said, it has a potentially high variance, but when it comes to Thanksgiving food, I don't know if there's a more steady, reliable option than mashed potatoes. I mean, the the best mashed potatoes I've had and like school cafeteria mashed potatoes are not that far apart, <laughs> and they're, I, I love mashed potatoes, so that... <laughs> there are some really good mashed potatoes out there. That was meant to be a positive and not <laughs> yeah. not a negative. But I'm just uh, I'm just picturing Virgil Van Dyke and David Luiz standing next to each other with the same <laughs> gravy stained jersey. Right <laughs> in the picture right now. Yeah. So so I know it's boring, but give me mashed potatoes and give me turkey. Hey, I mean, gotta respect that. What's Thanksgiving I mean, no without one, it? 
Yeah, no one can complain about number one pick, mashed potatoes. That's great. All right, we're we're back to Josh. Back, back to me. Uh, I guess this is more the flashy winger to pair with my uh, steady second meal, and that is Black Wednesday. No. Or- <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I thought it'd get back to me. When Jake didn't take that, I was like, let's go. Uh, why I, I thought about it. Because first meal is you're still working through the hangover. You're still working through the bubble guts. For the I, I, I think we all dance around that with a lot of our comments. Yeah. So so that that's huge. I got I got the uh, the steady midfielder to throw the long ball to this winger. Which I mean, Black Wednesday is awesome because you know who doesn't like having a night out? But you get it on a Wednesday, and and usually it's a bit different than every other just regular night out for obvious reasons. So I'll, I'll leave it open for others to comment on that, but I think that's that's an awesome part of Thanksgiving. The Black Wednesday goes from normal Tin Roof patrons to somehow half the Tin Roof patrons went to my high school. And you just have that, <laughs> oh, dude, what are you up to now? And you say that like eight times before you're just like back with the exact same group of people you go out with We're- every weekend. Which I should say, in this is not for everyone. This is our specific scenario. Uh, in a normal night, about forty percent of the tin roof patrons are people we went to high school with. So yeah, I mean, when you get the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and it bumps up to, you know, fifty fifty five percent, it gets kind of wild. I will say what I also described was a very uh, twenty sixteen seventeen version of that day but that that is a yes that is probably my favorite tradition post college just getting all your buddies who you never knew like in the high school times but didn't live that far away from you like would go out in the same city as you so getting everybody who's back in town back to go out together is a great time yeah and overall one of the many shitty parts of this year taken by covid or one of the shitty situations that COVID affected. Yes. So yes. that's obviously not happened for me or probably any of us this year, but Mm-mm. next year, 2021 will be one to remember if I still have it. Cause I'll be oldest. I'll be oldest. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, we're back to you for your second pick. Uh, yeah. So I think I'll stay in the alcohol genre of picks. And I will say, I know, at least for my families, I have one half where grandma is pretty cool, doesn't mind drinking, you get a little buzz on, whatever. But then I have the other side where it's kind of like, hey, maybe just don't display it. <laughs> and so it's the the sixth hidden beer from grandma that just hits a little <laughs> bit different. <laughs> because, because you've successfully managed to smash a six pack without without her knowing. We so going along with that. Do any of us here not have a family situation like that? Because I feel like that's just that's just universal. You have one half of the family that's like, oh yeah, like we'll drink, do whatever, and then one half that's <laughs> just like, nah, we're not doing that. I I have it as an honorable mention, and I'm just gonna leave it there. But on my list, I did have family tension because somewhere along <laughs> along the way on Thanksgiving. Usually for us, it was packing our car or getting something ready to drive to our grandparents or aunts and uncles, wherever we were going. Oh, yeah. But, uh, and it was like first 10 minutes of the car ride. But 
that I could totally see that on the other side too, where people have different uh, leanings on how the day should be attacked. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like uh, my my mom saying to my dad, like, "Wait, how many how many beers have you had? Aren't aren't you the one driving us home tonight? Like, maybe strain it up." Yeah, or like when the when the parents have the talk, like, "Oh, which one are you driving back?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also have like for me, there's no tricky drinking situation. It's more just the the one where I am avoiding the family members who aren't as inclined to drink a lot and then i have the beer that's like all right now i'm just going to talk to everyone because mm-hmm. <laughs> the sauce is hidden <laughs> all right are all right. we that's me I yeah got, we're I got two you get you get two all right the close cousin to what josh was describing i don't know if it's just my family or if it's a lot of thanksgivings but uh thanksgiving for me is a big hors d'oeuvre holiday so I love stocking up on the hors d'oeuvres. I like a, I like it usually more than the Thanksgiving meal itself of the turkey and everything. Uh, makes no sense, but my mom would always make these little taco roll-up type things. And it was just so easy to eat 15 to 20 of those, eat a cheese tray, get some olives. I, yeah, I will say on my list here, verbatim, I have written appetizers slash spoiling your meal before it starts because i <laughs> the the thing that the thing that came to my head was shrimp cocktail like just just downing 30 shrimp at like 3 p.m and then it's like oh four o'clock time to eat and it's like okay well i just consumed two pounds of shrimp so <laughs> let's maybe take it a bit slow but fully agree I've more so grown out of it, but in that stage of life, it was like, well, I'm eating the food I like more than the food I'm just going to push around on my plate that I got because I was being nice to the people who made it. But love the hors d'oeuvres. My next pick, so I've had a couple taken, so I'm back into the uh, (laughs) very conceptual (laughs) bad bad picks. If ethereal realm hand up hand up i made a bad first pick could have saved it wouldn't have happened but (laughs) i wanted to get that off my chest uh my third pick though (laughs) my third pick is being asked if you like green bean casserole (laughs) (laughs) no there's no other side dish where anybody asks you if you like it. It's always the green bean casserole, or it's in the prep. Anything. It's just like so. Like, what do you do? You like green bean casserole? Where'd you think of this green bean casserole? I, I don't know. I don't need it. <laughs> Cranberry sauce. I put that one in there too. I feel like people always ask our family that one, but I, I was gonna say the one. The one for me is pumpkin pie. Uh, my grandma has. My, so my dad's mom has known my mom for approaching 40 years at this point, and a- apparently 38 years ago, my grandma got it in her head that my mom really enjoys pumpkin pie, mm. uh, and my mom does not, in fact, enjoy pumpkin pie, <laughs> so... So that has been a song and dance every year since of my gr- my grandma just I mean great pumpkin pie from my grandma don't get me wrong I love it but it's just not my mom's thing 
But, you know, way early on, my grandma got it in her head that my mom loves pumpkin pie. Touching back on Josh's point, I think the cranberry gets brought up because that's someone in the family that's like, do we really have to keep putting this out every year? Like, I'm cool to cut the cranberry. Whereas the green bean casserole, you're catching a lot of people who are kind of like, this is my number one side, which it I, it's just the hot take of the... Well, if, if things are kept about Thanksgiving food, it is the hot take of the Thanksgiving uh, dinner. So I... I don't know why. I swear I've been asked about green bean casserole a hundred times, and it's only around Thanksgiving. Yeah. I, I can continue that with my next pick in a, in a way. I have a close relative to that pick, and it is uh, the dish that gets made every year that no one eats or <laughs> one person eats that gets made because one person oh, – it's kind of like yeah, what Jake yes. said with yeah. his mom. It's the, it's the dish that gets made because one person – five thanksgivings ago said man this is good what is this we've never had this and now it gets made for that person every thanksgiving <laughs> for us it's some oyster dish that my grandma makes and she's she's always like here try the oysters and nobody eats it except for one i think it's my dad is like oh i like it it's good and everybody else is like oh yeah i'll take a scoop of it and then you get this big dish of oyster casserole that has two scoops out of it and you're like why does this keep getting made it's absurd it's a waste of food grandma stop making oyster casserole for god's sake that that is such a good pick (laughs) oyster gravy or something like that has piped up a couple times at some of our thanksgivings well i don't know what it is it's that weird like I, I don't know what it is, but it's a weird oyster thing, and that has popped up a couple times. Yeah, apparently it was like a thing. Like oysters at Thanksgiving used to be a thing, I guess. I'm just I'm just thinking of walking through the line hungover, like and trying to get like solid foods <laughs> and seeing like an oyster dish. I'm just like no, catching no. a whiff. No, 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 the worst is Josh. Josh, the worst part about it is it looks like normal it looks like creamed corn or something like that and so you just scoop it and if no one told you it was an oyster thing you wouldn't oh, have to enter you your right mouth in. you're hungover blackout wednesday mouth and you go what is this and it's oysters and you're like your your stomach has immediately entered your throat and it's like what's happening your stomach's more tragic than the cowboys defense at that point hey <laughs> very topical joke I, Sorry, I, I do have to put my hand up and say the last time that I was very hungover, the first food I had the next day, or substantial food the next day, was oysters. So I do have to say hand up on that. It's not always bad, but this the mixture, it, it's weird. I don't understand it. It's like it, it's almost like green bean casserole, but with oysters instead of green beans. It's the most insane. Like, why is... Uh, yeah. Are oysters... <sighs> But are oysters for some people a hangover cure, like actual oysters? Yes, I, so. I believe so. Yeah, but yeah. That, that I'm just thinking of the texture in like a dish more, which just doesn't sound appealing. To if me. it's warm, <sighs> yeah. I mean, the first year we had it, it was it's not it, it was not expressed to me what it was, and I about lost my mind because mm. it was like, oh, this is this is oysters. Like I didn't need them to tell me. I put it in my mouth and was like, okay, I am like 
aggressively hungover and just got hit with an oyster surprise. No, thank you. Get me out of this house. That's a good pick. We're we're on to Josh. I'm gonna go the opposite. I'm gonna I'm gonna step in because it is a food holiday and pick a food. But I'm going with a good food. I'm going with a food that's that's so good. It it's not even a Thanksgiving dish, but it makes an appearance in pretty much everyone, a lot of people's Thanksgiving meals, and that's macaroni and cheese. <laughs> macaroni macaroni and cheese is a king dish. It's edible all four seasons, and it it makes an appearance on the biggest food holiday of them all. So it's like that's just coming in and trumping like turkey. This is your big day, but look, I'm here. You know, and so think I don't think we need to talk much more about it. It can be done a couple different ways, but it's it's always good, and and I love it. All right, so so before I give my next two picks, I will I will express my personal regret at using my second pick on turkey. I mean, you you have to have it. I thought I thought it was a steady pick, but in my mind, it's more of a. I'm looking at me picking Turkey as more of like the Jets picking Sam Darnold. Like, I mean, yeah, like that's who you have to pick in that spot. But like, are you really excited about it? And that that's kind of how I feel about my Turkey pick. Mid, so let you, me just. Are you tri- Are you temp- trauma traumaing your draft like mid mid draft right now? Like, I am. Uh, I mean, hey, we're doing the snake draft. I've had a lot of time. I've had a lot of personal reflection sitting here, and just for the sake of entertainment i have a lot of i feel like i have a lot of things on this list that that could have gone over better uh so let me go ahead and try to to write write the ship so to speak with these next two we've danced we've danced around it has anybody straight up picked leftovers no. Okay, then give me give me leftovers. The give Jake turkey and mashed potatoes again. <laughs> yes. Yes. I regret yes. this pick so much. I would like it again. Yes. What? I <laughs> I don't I time. I don't feel I don't feel great. I don't feel great about my turkey pick, but I do feel great about eating. Uh, a chunk of cold turkey the next day between a Hawaiian roll bun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So give, give me leftovers. Um, you know, especially as someone that cannot cook anything nearly as good as the food I have on Thanksgiving. Like just give me all the leftovers. Let I'll float, float on that through the weekend. So I'll take leftovers and then for for my next pick this is this is very conceptual and it Ryan Ryan touched upon it. it 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 kind of combines a thing Ryan said and Ryan's kind of first pick so it is the and again i think this works a lot better when you're you're at a significant others you're you're not as comfortable with the people there it is the so, so I have it written as the half-assed attempt to help clean up, followed by blending in. So, like the me- the me- the meal's done, the meal's done. You kind of you look around. You have you know you have a couple glasses, maybe a couple plates, forks at your table. You grab them, take them in. It's usually it's it's. The grandma, it's the mom who's hosting. So, someone's in there doing dishes. You take it in. You kind of, 
you kind of make an effort to clean it and usually they'll say like oh no 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 don't worry about it you're good uh and then you know you 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 know you're good but you always have to do the oh are you sure like you know i can help and they're like no 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 and then you just go and sit next to your significant other on the couch and do not speak unless spoken to for the next four hours <laughs> i was gonna i was about to say that's that is at, at a home game, that's nap time. At an away game, oh that's, yeah, oh yeah, that's be as minuscule as possible. I cannot be open mouth snoring on my my girlfriend's grandparents' couch. The the big thing to do in that scenario you brought up, Jake, it's perfectly right. You take your plate and maybe one other item up there. You you see that there is a counter full of plates. Yet you take your plate up into the dish, uh, uh, into the sink, you start cleaning it off, and then whoever is really in charge of the situation is kind of like, oh, we're putting all these in the dishwasher, don't worry about it. And you're like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll finish cleaning off my plate and put it in. Then you, you do your part. So at minimum, right. and- you, you know you did something, but you get that affirmative I don't have to help with the other 25 points that are sitting on the and, and that's that's another very important factor of how this only works if you're at someone else's house. Because if I'm at my parents' house, I, I know what's going on. I know the, the process. If I'm at someone else's house, I can like kind of run my plate underwater or uh, under the sink and then just kind of stand there like an idiot like oh, like, <laughs> like 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 are you are, are you hand washing these do these go in the dishwasher is this cleaner di-? and just kind of play dumb for long enough that it shows that you're making an effort uh but then yeah just just fade into fade into obscurity for the rest of the night you're you guys aren't disclosing any like big national secrets here, but I'm also I'm not going to comment too heavily on this because I don't I don't want this out in the, the ether so people just know <laughs> this is our strategy. We're, because we're, it's, it's we're, so applicable. We're unlo- we're letting the world know of the unwritten rules. I, I feel nothing more than the fact that my significant other and some of her family members will hear this, and I will be fully designated to dishwashing duty come (laughs) this is this is related to jake's thing but when you're when it's a home game i think the big move is just to be a big pre-helper because then you get off Mm -hmm. the most help like i'm i'm carry all the crock pots (laughs) into the room guy oh brett hey you got muscles josh you big muscle guy you got it yeah you can carry a crock pot give me the crock pot and give me four foldable chairs at one time (laughs) (laughs) so i i will say that yeah we are we are maybe tipping our hand here and uh revealing some secrets but uh hey i got broken up with a month ago so i don't have any away games this year (laughs) Lift your chin up, <laughs> lift your chin up, King. Your baseball hat that looks like a novelty turkey is slipping. <laughs> That's got to be the King clip. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Uh.
I'll make sure I'll make sure to retweet it. How the hell am I supposed to follow that? <laughs> uh, well, this this Josh, was gonna Kyle, be. I'm, Kyle, I'm next. Oh, it yeah, is jo- sorry, that was sorry, still my pick. <laughs> that was my I real focus. conceptual one. That was good. That was good. Damn, this is where this is where lack of preparation gets me. But I'm going one another. I'm going a conceptual one. And before I say this disclaimer, much respect to all our retail and and. Uh, like food service followers before I'd go into this, but, but now like working an office job, my, my top, my number four pick is, you know, being like eight o'clock, having two meals deep and plenty of drinks. And then realizing it, the, the, the thing is realizing it's Thursday. That is my pick because mm-hmm. then you realize you've had a night out on Wednesday, you've had a day of drinking and eating, and then tomorrow you're going to wake up and it's only going to be Friday. You have a whole weekend ahead of you. You have football, you have Premier League, you have college football. It's it's just the best, and that's what makes Thanksgiving so great. That that sneaky four day weekend, at least in the middle of, you know, a non holiday golf, and then it leads right into the yep. Christmas season. So, unbelievable, unmatched. Got to go with that. It's a good pick. Yeah, that's a that's a great pick, and I'll I'll do you one better and say that this year I ha- I use PTO the Monday and Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Did not use any PTO leading up to Thanksgiving because it's like, you know, it everybody will be so in and out that things will be calm. And yeah, so ba- basically I get two of the situations you just described where it's like, oh, it's Thursday. I still have a full long weekend. And then come Sunday, I'll be like, oh, man, like I still have basically a whole nother weekend after this. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And like Josh said, big shout out to those that grind on those days because that that's yes. tough. And it, it, a ton of people have to do it. Mm-hmm. Especially this year, of all years, if you're, yeah. you're going to have to be out there. Yeah, so I'll follow that up. I think we've all, uh, well, maybe not Ryan. I think we've all picked at least one food at this point other than me and Ryan. And uh, well, I, I, I do no think needs. I have to pick it. What? You had the dish no one eats. Oh yeah, I guess that technically <laughs> is a food. As, yeah, I, I, cons- it's more of a oh, you had conceptual okay. food. Yeah, I, 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 I meant more specific. Yeah, <laughs> I did yeah. not have the green beans. But uh, I <laughs> talking about. Yeah, I, I'm going to pick an actual food because I think I need to have at least one on my list, and that is I am a sweet potato oh. yams kind of guy. So I'll, I'll take them any way you'll make them. I'll take them plain. I'll take them with marshmallow i'll take them with brown sugar i'll take them any way you'll make them so that that's my that's my one shout out to a real food on this list is give me them yams that's tough that was going to be my one actual food pick as well the way that my grandma used to make them was like my favorite way was the brown sugar but also um, taking a rolling pin over frosted flakes and then sprinkling that on top. That You couldn't Ooh. eat that. But I can get into my last two. This will be my fourth and fifth. My number four, I will do a food. It's, it's a big carb holiday. I'm huge into bread. I love rolls. So I'm, I'm going rolls. You always have to come away with one or two. It mops everything up. You have you have your like pre-dinner roll that you're kind of munching on first, and then you have to save the one 
for when you have some of the sweet potato casserole, some turkey, some other things that are left on your plate. Instead of using your fork, you're using that roll to get it all mixed together and you eat it off that last roll. So I'm going with roll as my fourth pick. And then as my number five, I'm doing cold beers. And it is more in the conceptual sense than the beers are actually cold. But it's a, it's a big holiday of like the beers are in a cooler in the garage. And maybe you go out there and you grab one you're drinking and someone else is out there. And then you wind up having a beer in the garage when it's like 40 degrees or you're like, man, it's so hot in this house. And you, you go outside to drink a beer when it's that cold and it just feels very good to get out it's of the, the, cool, the cool down beers. Yes. yes. So the cool down beers, mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. those, those always come in very nice. It, it is like the same effect as a shower beer. I would assume not really a big shower beer guy, but I would assume it's that same thing that, that breath of fresh air while you're, having a Coors Light or something, whatever's there on Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving might be the king temperature holiday where, where the temperature of everything really affects the, the, the attitude, the atmosphere of everything. And I think, yeah, the cold beer outside, the cool down beer, like you said, that's that's great feeling. Good pick. For sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where to Kyle, I'll go, last pick. I'll go into my, my last pick. Um, I, I don't know if this is a common thing, but I have two sides of my family that both like board games. And so my fifth is going to be the board game that gets way too competitive. And it's like grandma's yelling at your cousin and your cousin's screaming about somebody who all of a sudden has 200 more dollars in Monopoly than they're supposed to have and somebody's landing on community chest and having to pay $10 for the beauty fee or something. But it's just the, the, the game that's like, we just ate 40 pounds of food. We should not be yelling at each other, but we are. <laughs> and, and that game is coming right after your pick of the nap where people yes. have done the nap and they're like, okay, we, we, we got to let the spirits back up. Like pe- people are being yeah. boring. People are sleeping. Like let's get something going. Let's get the game going. Yeah, you start, you start pouring some drinks. Yeah, heavier. Yes, it, you you have you have moved on from beer to a liqueur. Yes, yeah. you're you're uh, you're in the dangerous kind of in between of being a little groggy because you just woke up from your nap while also trying to catch up to the other people that did not nap and have been drinking, and that yeah, that can just about. About halfway through is when the mom and dad conversation about who's driving happens because dad's been saucing a little too much and 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 then now something has happened in the board game to spark the the issues in between. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good, that's a good pick. pick. Yeah, you got I think everyone plays games in the in the lull of like those that football game, you know, or you know, yeah, the Cowboys it's are like playing and they're losing before the last game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In between the the middle and last game, yeah, maybe some people have headed home already for the next one. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm just talking to stall to give myself some more time to think of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think also with Thanksgiving and with any holiday in general, there's a lot of things that people don't like. And I think you other people have picked this, and I haven't had one like this yet. So my pick, it's kind of a positive. It's of a thing I don't like. It's the official end of 
Christmas is Christmas commercials so early season. <laughs> it's, it's, thanks, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. And finally, everyone can be like, "All right, now it's Christmas season." So there's always like a comment or two like that, like, "Oh man, Christmas commercial! Can't believe I went to Menards and saw them decorate already." It's like, well, you know what? Now, Uncle, it's it's Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm using a very fictional uncle. Uncle, no one in my family, even though no one listens in my family to this. <laughs> mm-hmm. But just something like that, where it's it's the official end of keep people complaining about decorating for Christmas too early, and everyone's just allowed to let their Christmas freak flag fly. That is very true. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a pretty staunch. Uh, you know, I I love Christmas, but I have been a pretty staunch. You know, give Thanksgiving its due. You know, Black Black Friday, you can do you can do your Christmas music, your decorations. But no, I do. I agree with you. It's it's inching closer and closer, and it's it's in all honesty, it's coming. Christmas is coming for Halloween's throat. Like that'll be the next one to fall. <laughs> Christmas Christmas is on Halloween. <laughs> mm-hmm. If my mom was on this podcast, her number one pick would be setting up the Christmas tree the day after thanksgiving uh, yeah i think if there were fem- any females on this pod that might be like, <laughs> top five but like i doubt yeah. we're the, i mean jake you're probably the biggest decorator of the bunch possibly just what based what, on your description you think i d- <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you man but i'm not <laughs> well, you, just said, you said okay i i guess i just no i I will say it was you doing that. No, no, but no, I am very much like that. But I will say I am a bit of a hypocrite because shout out to my parents. They are bringing a bunch of Christmas decorations. They no longer use over to my house tomorrow and helping me decorate. So I will be in fact decorated for Christmas uh, before Thanksgiving. But, but but that's, that's my pick is that people, people are in camps on both sides and it doesn't actually matter. No, it doesn't. Like, I don't. I don't care if you decorate. People decorate in October, you know. And this and year, the only questionable people are the people who have the tree up all year. Those, those yeah. people. Some of them can't be trusted. The, and this year, more than any other year, who who am I to tell someone like, uh, like, don't do this thing that like clearly makes them happy? Like, come on. Mm-hmm. So, I think we're on to, I think we're on to my final pick, the final pick of our draft. And again, I'm going conceptual here. Uh, Ryan mentioned the kind of tension between the family, you know, maybe loading up the car. We were running late. We got to get here. Uh, for, For my family, it is the rush from one house to another because the other house will eat whether we're there or not. Like they, they, it's not a big group, but like we're eating at this time, like this is what time you have to be here. But for me, I'm, I'm in a position now where, you know, my, my family is all local. Uh, I'm living on my own, not necessarily nearby. So the freedom of just being able to wake up the morning of Thanksgiving, nothing is expected of me. I'm not, no, I'm not asked to bring it. So, so furthermore, I'll add, my family does breakfast on Thanksgiving. My mom's family has done breakfast on Thanksgiving and Christmas for as long as I can remember. 
that was another one of my conceptual picks that we we can we can discuss after this but just being able to wake up the morning of thanksgiving i'm the only one at my house i can just show up don't have to bring anything there's no stress it's it's nice not because you know there there's a nervous energy going around your house when everybody has to get ready and you know, people are staying from out of town, your family, you, you know, siblings from out of town are back in town, and now it's, uh, like, we have to get ready, and, you know, everybody everybody has to use the shower, and are we going to have enough hot water, that kind of stuff. Just not having to deal with any of it is great. So, again, that was very conceptual, but, <laughs> no, that, that, but I, think a, I, I think a lot of our picks were. It's a big concept holiday. It is. So now, I mean, what... We we have to do honorable mention. I know I know some people have have ones that got left on the cutting room floor. Well, it, yes. Anything that anybody would like to uh, speak their piece on? Yeah, I'd one, and it's I I, I didn't put it on my list because I don't know if it's a pro or a con. It's and I think it's fine to be either one. It's the turkey trot culture. I think that's just that's a big Boo. part of con. That's a big part of. I know con. it's for a good cause, but it's exactly. Just, and that's I don't need to off. see. That's why I, I don't need off. to see your pictures from it. Right. Just, Generally, it's for a good cause. It's also a lot of do your goodwill like and don't leave me out of it. Yeah, but but also it's like it is just like a fun thing that you can memorialize with your family and friends. So it's like I can't really be a hater, and I think it deserves a spot a shout just because it is a big part of Thanksgiving. People. A lot of people like to do those things, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. But, Ryan, but I also generally uh, lean on that. Don't put it on it. Yeah, Ryan is are your in laws turkey trot people because they certainly give me that vibe. Fun, funny you should ask. <laughs> they most certainly are. I think it is. <laughs> so yes, the answer is yes. But the thing is, we have. We are anchoring our entire future holiday schedule off of Thanksgiving that is spent with them on every other year. So it's okay. a big, big group of people. I, it seems to be like everyone kind of has the intention of doing it, depending what happens after Wednesday, those who bow out, those who don't go. It seems to be, I heard the split is the people who run don't have to do any of the setup and go get breakfast, maybe get the day started off nice with a mimosa or something. But those who maybe had a little too much Wednesday, they're the ones sticking back in the morning, getting everything ready. So it, it is definitely a turkey trot family. Um, I've ran one 5K. Josh, you were there. That's the only time I've ran in any sort of like fun run or race. And I, it, it wasn't hard, but going through that entire process to run three miles is a lot. But if it, if it all goes to a good cause, obviously that's great. But like the entire thing of it, it takes so much longer than the 20 minutes you're actually doing the thing. I feel like for a lot of people, it's also a stressful holiday. Yes. And so like, strapping front loading that onto the front of it would be like i'll send a lot of people over the edge of like what's it, happening it is for people who have their agendas planned and typed out and they're going to the t it's not like the 
the classic one too with the that little bit of family tension it's like you're like we're late and you're 10 minutes late and you get there and the person who's making the turkey is like oh we got the turkey in like 45 minutes late so you're kind of just you you were never late in the first place unless you're in one of these ones where everything is planned out to the last minute yeah and i i will say josh mentioned earlier the temperature being such a big factor with so many things the thanksgiving day turkey trot could be you know beautiful perfect weather or it could be absolutely miserable and that's that's one that you you just really you don't know what you're gonna get keeping it in the morning i want to get a quick poll on what everyone thinks of the macy's thanksgiving day parade I Boo. it's it's on, I am but not I, a parade guy. I don't pay attention. Yeah, it's like it's bad. I'm I'm sounding like Ebenezer Scrooge, but I'm not a parade yeah, guy. Yeah, so I, I mean I'm not gonna be like oh turn it off, but I'm not I'm not gonna be like I would like to watch the Macy's Day Parade. Talk please about, talk about another 2020 thing. The, the parade this year will be a big diaper, a big poopy. Oh, so go the the only other kind of conceptual one I had that I want to mention, and I kind of touched on this. I feel like you get this a lot more with Christmas, uh, but but there is some of it on Thanksgiving. Is having a Thanksgiving get together that's not on Thanksgiving is kind of nice where uh you know i mentioned my family always does thanksgiving breakfast like that just kind of breaks the day up a little bit uh kind of a change of pace uh and last year we actually just for scheduling people being in town and whatnot we actually did it like the saturday or sunday before thanksgiving and that was kind of cool you know because it's like oh like thanksgiving and then in a few days it's like oh it's more thanksgiving so you really it feels like two distinct things versus just one long day like it you can kind of break those up and and that that can kind of go down well yeah we we uh played out all of mine i didn't have any honorable mentions we we covered all mine yeah we we i'll, I'll say we did not sing say a single pie on our thing mm. which pie, pie deserves at least an honorable mention because that's true I, I had pie written down I, I didn't i am a i'm a thanksgiving pie hater because i'm not a pumpkin or pecan guy pecan. and those are like the two yeah. pecan the those are like the two that actually get made i'm more of like a cherry or apple pie guy so i'm with you kyle goat but we're we, we throw in a apple crisp Ooh. I love that. To piece, that the, to piece the we every once in a while. So. I, I was I was very much the like my grandma would be like, Why aren't you eating pie? And I was like, I don't like either of the pies and she was like, Okay, well I'm making you cherry for uh, to to come back to a dish that gets made for one person. Yeah. It is <laughs> it is the pie that is not pecan or pumpkin is for me and me alone because everybody else wants the Thanksgiving Day pies. Yeah, I actually, I think it was last Thanksgiving, I swooped into my local Kroger like a couple days after Thanksgiving and bought a pumpkin pie that was like $3 and ate the entire thing over the course of like the next four <laughs> days. I'm a, I'm a big, big pumpkin guy. I guess one thing that I can say, and if, if we're about wrapped up with any of the honorable mentions, 
uh, one that is actually soccer related. It's a classic one. Uh, if your team finished somewhere between fifth and eighth place, it's when it's like two forty-five on Thursday, and you're like, uh, you know, uh, Europa League is on right now. Trying trying to convince someone. <laughs> to, take off the Washington football team game to put on Europa League, but we don't get that anymore because they put like Bones or Supernatural Season 2. Yeah. On. So it's not an issue we have anymore. And you're, I feel, I feel like you're always at whatever family member's house you're at, no, no matter who it is, they don't, they don't have all the streaming services and it's just a hassle at that point. <laughs> Yeah, try, that's a big yes. Try trying to get your grandma to hand you the remote that controls the TV, so you can try to change the channel when one football game ends and the next one begins. That's a that is a a journey. Oh, I just had a very good pick come to my head, it. and it is having to use a TV that is older than nineteen ninety nine. At, at Thanksgiving was it has in my family it has been fixed in the last like three years that we had it we were using a TV at grandma's that was like could have still had knobs so <laughs> that's definitely not having a streaming service there Very close to that is having the kids table set up in a room with that TV yeah and sometimes it's like, well, I'd rather be yes. in there. Yes, you'd they, rather they're be watching. The they're watching TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're watching TV, and I don't have to listen to my uncle talk about Donald. Trump. <laughs> like, yeah, put, put me in the put me at the kids table, please. I'll, I'll say honor honorable mention with the kids table is the one either when you get promoted from the kids table slash the other side of that being. Uh, maybe the cousin that gets a little too big for their britches and thinks they don't deserve to be at the kids' table. Uh, that's you know we I had a cousin who he's in high school now, but the way the way our family breaks out is older cousins, younger cousins. It's a nice even split, but some people just can't can't see that. I think I think we're good. We we have said all there is to say about Thanksgiving and its traditions. So with that, we are signing off for another episode. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we are taking next week off for Thanksgiving, uh, as we've talked about for most of this episode. Uh, but we will be back with you in a couple weeks and uh, excited to uh, talk about the Premier League and uh, other fun things. So. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Bye.